Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, hi friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about surrendering your way into wealth and abundance and prosperity, richness, whatever you want to call it, and continuing this money series. I'm doing a series on money in both my email list and my podcast. So if you're not already on the email list, make sure you add yourself to that link is in the show notes. I'm also going to be announcing more at the end of this podcast, but I am going to be teaching a course all about money for the first time in years. It's going to be fully focused on embodying wealth, on attracting, on attaining it, on holding space for it, on expanding into it. And we're doing this all from a much more grounded place, from a place of co-creation with God, from a place of rather than trying to manically manifest money, instead, we're focusing on returning and attuning back to our bodies, to our hearts, to our feminine cores, from this place of knowing that we were designed and created to live within a flow of abundance, of wealth. We were not created for scarcity or for lack. Therefore, we don't need to try to manipulate life in order to gain more wealth. What we really need is to begin to return back home to our original design, to our bodies, and begin to shed the layers of everything that is not truly of us, that is not truly of God. And when we do that, we get to realign ourselves with this ever-present flow of abundance. And I'm not going to go into great depth on this topic in this specific episode because I want to talk about surrender, but we're going to be approaching money from a body-based way, from the inside out rather than from the outside in. We're going to be doing it in a way that actually creates more peace, more presence, more internal richness. And we're doing it from a foundation of wholeness rather than a foundation of not enoughness, which is where a lot of us were unconsciously coming from in the previous realms of money manifestation. So if you feel ready or called or excited about really diving deep into wealth embodiment, then this is probably for you. I'm really excited about it. God is been placing this on my heart for a while now and I finally feel ready to fully put it out there and begin to really teach it because I feel deeply embodied in it now in a way that I have never before in my life. So the link for that is in the show notes because 
there is going to be an early bird discount that is available for all of you guys because I love you all so much if you join in the first week. So uh, more details on that later, but if it's calling to you, uh, the link is in the show notes or you can reach out to me by email or Instagram for more information. Okay, enough of all of that for now. Let's get into the juice of this episode, which is everything surrender in relation to wealth, abundance, specifically money, right? Because we know that wealth, abundance, prosperity, richness does not mean just money. Money is just one form of that. But I do want to talk and speak specifically to money in this episode because I know so many people are really struggling with that right now. And something I've noticed in my own life and whenever it shows up in my life and I move through it, it means it's ready to be shared and there are people who need to hear it. So most likely a lot of you have experienced this as well. I have realized that I have been blocking so many blessings and so much of God's faithfulness by demanding the control without even realizing it. And then I wonder why I feel like scarcity is showing up. I wonder why God's forgotten about me or why the blessings I feel like I was promised or that were meant to be here aren't here or why things aren't shifting or why I'm struggling with this one thing in my life so much. And it's so easy and I always do this. We all do it. If you're human, you most likely have done this before. It's so much easier to blame something external than it is to look within ourselves. It is so much easier to say, why isn't God showing up? Why isn't God listening? Why isn't God following through? Than it is to actually say, where am I gripping too tightly? Where am I unwilling to let go of control? Where am I trusting myself more than I am trusting God? And the thing The thing about control and surrender is that when we get stressed about something, the go-to reaction is to grip even tighter, to control even more, thinking that this will help to relieve some of the stress, some of the anxiety, some of the fear. Because if we can just control a little bit more and prove to ourselves that we've got this, then the stress will go away, right? But it's not actually how it works. The reality is that the tighter we grip, the more anxiety we create. It's like, you know, anxiety or fear. If you imagine it like a knot in your stomach, imagine there's a knot and there's two ends of that, that rope. Okay. And control is when you take both ends of that rope with both of your hands and you pull as tight as you can. That is what control does. And we expect that to bring us relief on some level, but what it does is it creates more pain because that knot is getting tighter. What we are actually being called to do, what our true nature is, what leads us down that path of the effortless return to our true nature of abundance and internal wealth and richness is actually letting go of both ends of that rope. Not just not pulling the rope, but actually not even holding onto the rope, fully letting go of it. So it is able to unravel completely. And from there, trusting that God can move in and put his hands on the rope and do what he has always been meaning to do. 
whether it means transforming that rope or who knows what his plan is. But his plan is one that you will never be able to achieve on your own and especially not with both hands on that rope. And the way I'm seeing it in my mind is you're pulling on this rope and inside of the knot really is this key, this piece. It's like almost like this... I'm seeing it in my in my eye. I always get these lessons in visuals and the way I'm visualizing it is like there's this beautiful pearl in the middle of that knot. And we are pulling the rope so tight so that the pearl doesn't go anywhere. And God's saying, wait a second, let go. Let that pearl go. And then as soon as we let the rope unravel and the pearl begins to fall and we're like, oh my gosh, it's going to disappear God's hand is there. And once the pearl falls into his hand, it's able to actually multiply because there's space and God's able to put his hands on it because we have free will. So if we're hiding something from God, we're pulling really tightly to keep it safe. He's not going to force his hands on it. It's like the things that, that we try to control, what we're actually doing is we're hiding them from God. I do believe that he wants to bless us and he wants to multiply the wealth in our lives in many ways, not just financially, but we have to let him put his hands on. Control to me feels like, you know, you're pulling on that rope and my internal dialogue is, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. I just need a little bit more strength. Like keep going, Kristen, you've got this. Pull tighter. I know it hurts. I know it's hard holding on so tightly, but we can do it. Just endure a little bit more. We're going to get there. And what it feels like is exhausting. When I tune into that feeling in my body, oh, it just feels this overwhelming feeling of exhaustion and I can't do this anymore and this is too much. and My whole body is tense. And surrender is God saying, like putting his hand on your shoulder and saying, You don't need to hold this anymore. I've actually got you. It is safe to let go and to let me do my work in your life. But letting go and trusting that it feels like a risk. It's scary. And I had this interview recently and she was asking me, Kristen, what do you feel like is the one thing that you've done in your life that has really gotten you to where you are. And when I really thought back, my answer was risk-taking. It wasn't surrender or my hard work or my diligence or my ability to feel my emotions, none of that. It was my risk-taking over and over and over. I'm willing to take risks in the direction of my inspiration, trusting that I'm going to be okay. It's, it's propelled me to where I am. But when we really break down what risk-taking is, it's really the effect of surrender, right? Surrender is not passive. All of the risk-taking I've ever taken in my life, the crazy risks that did not feel logical, they were all the result of internal r- surrender. When we surrender internally, you will see an external shift in your reality. Usually it starts with the way you feel inspired and called to show up in your reality. The safer we feel taking risks internally, the safer we're going to feel making them externally. 
and I still know this to be too I still know this to be true risks taken in the direction of our highest inspiration in alignment with our hearts and God's will are always rewarded risks are always rewarded when they are in full alignment with our hearts And sometimes it takes a risk like letting go of control in some way for God to begin to have space to work in our lives in the ways that we've been praying for and praying for and praying for and then complaining and complaining and complaining and and wondering why he's forgotten us and wondering why he hasn't shown up for us and wondering why the blessings aren't here, why the things haven't shifted. And a couple example of the, uh, examples of this showed up in my life recently. One being I was feeling really stressed about something and I'm actually trying to get better at keeping certain parts of my life more private. So I'm not going to share all the details at least yet, but I'll share generally what happened. So for a few weeks, probably three weeks, I was feeling extremely, extremely stressed about how I was going to make something happen. And this is something that's a huge goal and vision of mine that I got as placed on my heart for the next year of my life. And I couldn't understand it because it was so huge that I did not have the means to make it happen on my own. Like really, 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 really huge, right? Financially, I didn't have the means to make it happen. Logically, I didn't see the route to make it happen, I just, I, I, and it was, it was so confusing to me because I was like, God, you placed this on my heart. You've put this desire here. I see the vision. You keep showing it to me and I'm trying to move in that direction, but I'm hitting this wall of, I don't know where to turn next because I can't make this happen on my own. And I spent three or four weeks trying to control it, trying to figure it out. And I would just sit and contemplate this and journal about it and try to find the answers and how can I make this happen? And there's got to be a way around this. And I just hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And the more I tried to figure it out, the more confused I felt and the more lost I felt and the more sure I felt that this was never going to happen. And I caught myself a couple days ago in this spiral of trying to figure this out on my own. And I sat and I was just thinking about it. I was like, wow, Kristen, you've really been in a control loop. You've really not been able to let go of this. Like this is not yours to figure out. God planted this in your heart for a reason and he didn't plant it without a plan. And just because you can't see the plan yet doesn't mean there isn't one. And I know this. We all know this, but sometimes we need that reminder. We need to be jolted awake. We need to be snapped out of it. And so in that moment when I was kind of like realizing all these things, finding myself and, or, you know, just realizing I've been in this control pattern for the past few weeks. I've really not been trusting. I haven't been trusting that God placed placed this on my heart for a reason. I found myself in this place of deep distrust of God put this desire on my heart and then he just left me hanging. It's like, it's as if the problem let's say is this giant labyrinth just hundreds of miles long and you're in the middle of it and you're trying to run as fast as you can to find the solution to find the right path to find the way to the finish line or to the prize or whatever it is that you know is at the end of that that labyrinth or that maze and you think the faster I run the more turns I take the closer I'll be to figuring this out When in reality, 
all you really needed to do was zoom way out, was to give that, that maze, that labyrinth, a lot of distance. Because as soon as you zoom all the way out and you look at that labyrinth from way up in space, you can easily see the path. Then you can go back with clarity and move with ease to the end result. And most of us are in the middle of the labyrinth, running around as fast as we can, breathless, stressed, exhausted, bodies about to just collapse, wondering why this isn't working. So found myself in the midst of that labyrinth and I decided, all right, that's enough of this. I need to let go. I need to surrender. And I had a moment of just like literally saying out loud, God, take this from me. I am letting go of this. I am done controlling. In fact, I'm going to take myself completely out of this right now. And I decided to go pursue joy. Because something else I know is that joy naturally helps us to get to a place of surrender. It's like built into our design, right? You don't get to a place of surrender by trying to surrender. That That's by nature the opposite of surrender. You can't try to surrender. Surrender is a state of complete non-resistance. Trying to do something is already in resistance to not being there. It's the opposite of surrender. So I chose to go and pursue joy. So I dropped everything, surrendered it to God, had my moment with God, did some deep breathing, kind of practiced letting it go through my body, and then got in my car and drove half an hour to go to this beautiful nature spot that I know that's that was pretty private and I was just going to spend a few hours there just completely offline and just enjoy nature which is one of my favorite things to do and 10 minutes into my drive I get this phone call and I kid you not the person who was calling me was literally calling me with the solution to everything I'd been trying to figure out for the past three weeks It was a solution I had not thought of. It was something I could not do on my own. And it also came with a huge gift. Just this blessing of support and abundance that I was not expecting. And I literally started crying because I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is not real. I've been praying about this. I've been seeking this solution for so long and nothing has been budging. And I literally was starting to feel hopeless as if, you know, there's no way I can make this happen. And then the moment I chose to surrender it and go choose joy and go choose presence, the solution was literally magnetized to me in a way I could have never imagined. As soon as I created spaciousness, As soon as I stop suffocating the problem, as soon as I surrendered, the answer came, the blessing came, the support came, everything came through. It was almost like it was waiting there on the edge of my reality, waiting for me to just let the barriers down so it could get through to me. And this has happened to me over over and over and over, examples of, of this. You know, I consistently have my biggest launches and my biggest money moments when I fully disconnect and go pursue joy. I think my last launch with which I completely half-assed, 
I had a goal of making 10K with this particular thing that I was going to sell. And I just kind of was like, "Eh, I don't really want to put everything into this. I have so much going on right now. I don't have the energy to focus on doing this full-blown launch. It's like, you know what? I'm going to make it really, really simple. And I'm going to go spend this entire weekend with my friends. And I, we had this girl's trip planned and we were at the beach and it was so much fun. And I completely disconnected. I didn't log in the entire weekend. I didn't check on sales. I didn't check my accounts and check any of that. Just kind of like trusted, fully focused on joy the entire weekend, put the thing for sale on the Thursday or Friday. And when I was back from my girl's trip on Monday, I checked and I had made 25k which was more than double what I had set the goal of making. And still to this day, when I look back on that moment, I'm like, where did those people come from? I'm so shocked. How did we get here? I didn't really do that much to market them or draw them in. Like what's going on here? This did not happen by me working really, really, really hard. And there was some work. This wasn't just me doing no work. There was some work that I did, but then I surrendered. But then I was like, you know what, God, this is all yours. Bring me the woman who are meant to be here. And I'm going to go focus on joy. And God worked wonders. And it's, it's not just that God worked wonders, but I believe that he actually built, created, and designed us to constantly be experiencing and to be a part of wonders and miracles. I don't always believe it's just like, okay, God reached down and put this miracle in my life. Like he does do that sometimes. But what I really believe is that we are created and designed to constantly be experiencing miracles and blessings. And that the more we return to our true nature, to the way that we were designed to operate, the more that naturally happens because it's a part of God's design. And there is so much healing and and beauty that can happen through, you know, working through our trauma and releasing our pain and being with our emotions and all of that. But there's nothing more powerful than love, joy, and playfulness. Sometimes a releasing has to happen to help us to be able to experience love, joy, and playfulness, but there is nothing more powerful and nothing guides us deeper into surrender than being fully immersed in presence we become fully immersed in presence more often than not when we're fully immersed in experiences of love, right? Belly laughs, being held or embraced by someone you really care about, singing or dancing or frolicking on the beach. In these moments, fear doesn't exist. Lack doesn't exist. Scarcity doesn't exist. That exact moment is so full, it is more than enough. In that moment, you are so present. You're completely in sync with your body, with your heart, and with God. Even if it's just for a brief moment. Those moments expand us. They open us. They crack us wide open to life. Like More money is more life. Richness is this experience of wholeness, of experiencing this flow of life. You know, think about nature. Nature is so abundant. Nature is never needing. 
Nature has everything it needs. There is always enough in nature. When nature is untouched by humans and our scarcity, that is to say, when nature is functioning completely as it was designed to, there is always more than enough. There is always an abundance. Nature is not needing or wanting. Nature is always giving and receiving and supporting each other, right? Trees literally are always supporting each other. When one tree is sick, there's this underground array of roots that are all connected connected to each other in communities of trees and they they share their supplies they send nutrients or whatever the other tree needs to that tree as a community to support it their trees are always in this flow of constant giving and receiving and there's always an abundance because there's no scarcity there's no one tree saying i can't give away some of my nutrients because i might die they just give they just surrender. They just trust the flow of life, knowing that when they're completely in tune with their natural design, everything they need will be given to them. I think it's so telling to look at nature because nature is so untouched by scarcity in the way that us human beings are. Nature can show us what the natural design of this earth is. It's designed to operate within this flow of abundance, within this flow of constant giving and receiving. What happens if all trees were to hold on to everything they had? It would break this circle of life. There would suddenly be scarcity. Okay, but I digress. I'm going to stop myself before I get too off topic in a tangent about nature and giving and receiving, which is a topic for another podcast episode. But the point that I was trying to get at before I went on this tangent was that, or really the invitation is to ask yourself or to notice, where am I putting off my joy? Where am I putting off my joy because I have not gotten to where I want to be yet in my finances. And joy doesn't mean that you need to go pay for something. Permission to go do something that brings you joy that doesn't cost a lot of money. Sometimes for me, that's buying my favorite ice cream cone for $4. Sometimes that's going to the beach with a friend and having some belly laughs. Sometimes that's making dinner for someone that I love. Sometimes that's expressing gratitude to someone. Sometimes that's getting myself in nature. I find that the moments where I feel the most to overwork or to force something or to just obsess about something, those are the moments when I most need to pull myself away and go focus on joy and go focus on presence. The moments where you feel most desperate to make something happen are actually the moments where what you actually need is to pull yourself away and move yourself back into a state of presence, which often happens by moving into joy, but that's not the only way into presence. All right, another key to surrender is celebration. The invitation here is to stop waiting to celebrate yourself until you feel like a success celebration should fuel your feelings of success rather than follow 
It should be the precursor, not the effect. So often I see so many people and I'm guilty of this as well. Sometimes of like, you know what, once I make that $10,000 or once I hit my money goal or once this money shows up, I'll celebrate myself. I'm going to do this, this and that, and I'm going to buy myself this. And, and what we're actually doing, what we're, what's actually happening internally when that's, when we say that is I'm going to just keep my heart jet down until the money comes and then I'll open. That's not how this works. That's not how embodiment works. That's not how magnetism works. That's not how we were designed. We were designed to operate with open hearts, completely in tune with the constant flow of abundance and love that's always available that comes through God. We can't access that when we are shut down. It's always going to feel like hard work. It's always going to feel like a struggle. It's always going to feel like we're swimming upstream if we are shut down. And we can be cracked open by pain, yes, but we can also be cracked open by joy, by celebration, by thanksgiving, by self-compassion. And one easy way into this is by celebration. And I don't mean celebrating when you've done something awesome. That That's one way, right? Like, great, you've succeeded at something, you've got something you want, and you've hit a goal. Great, of course, celebrate yourself. I mean celebrating yourself right now for where you are and who you are. Celebrating the fact that you're here, that you're listening to this podcast, that you're working on becoming the best version of yourself, that you're working on connecting with God, that who you are right now is so much more connected to your heart than the person you were six months ago. I know that about you. Or you wouldn't be listening to this. Celebrating yourself for the little things that you have been pushing aside or failing to acknowledge because they didn't seem like big things. Maybe that's celebrating yourself for getting to the gym this morning or drinking the extra glass of water or remembering to sit down and pray or or celebrating the fact that you got really triggered and this time you responded in a different way. Or maybe you didn't. But you notice the trigger and becoming conscious and aware of it, that's a huge leap forward. It's no longer an unconscious pattern. And for those of you who are business owners, celebrating the fact that you've ever made a dollar in your business. That's all you've ever made and you have not celebrated that dollar. You are doing yourself and your business a disservice so easy to get down on ourselves for what we haven't received so easy to say wow i'm not where i'm supposed to be why isn't anyone else paying me have you celebrated the people who have paid you have you celebrated the money that you have made have you been present with what you have received the reason celebration is so powerful is because when you celebrate what we're really doing let's say i I got paid one dollar Right, And I'm just feeling myself receiving that $1 in my entire body, just really closing my eyes and tuning in and feeling where in my body I feel that dollar because we energetically receive something before we receive it physically. So you can feel it in your body, just noticing where that is and just breathing into it, letting it expand, celebrating it. Celebration is the expansion of the part of us that has energetically received already. 
let's see if I can explain it in a different way. Have you ever, let's say, got a first kiss from someone you had a huge crush on? And you know, in the movies, girls get kisses and they shut their doors and they scream and they slide down to the floor and their eyes are closed and they're just smiling, imagining the kiss. I'm sure you've seen that scene in rom-coms. And it can kind of feel like that in real life sometimes. You kiss that person you have a huge crush on and you're just screaming inside. And when you get home, you close your eyes and you're just reliving it over and over. And it's like, it's almost like there's this warmth in your chest and it's just expanding and it's getting bigger. It's kind of that same concept of when you're receiving that $1 and you're closing your eyes and you're focusing and you're, and you're breathing into where that feeling was. And you're letting it expand. And it's like this warmth in your chest that gets a little bit bigger. And when it gets a little bit bigger, it's taking up more space. And the more we allow this, this piece within us to expand, the more magnetic it becomes. You know, when you're falling in love, you just feel like you're magnetic to so many beautiful things. The world looks brighter. You feel like everyone's on your side. You have good luck, it seems like. That's not by accident. You're literally opening and expanding your heart. So you're essentially expanding your capacity to receive and hold more love by allowing the love that's already within you to expand and take up more space. It invites more of that love in. It breaks down a lot of the walls. Because in order for you to feel that love deeply, right? That feeling of just, "Mm, you just got your first kiss and it feels so good. And that warmth to feel that so deeply, you have to let some walls down in order for that love to expand. So when we allow that love to expand within us, what's happening is a lot of our walls, our control mechanisms, all that stuff, all that stuff is falling down. When the walls fall down, there's more spaciousness for us to receive more for our magnetism to push its way outward to begin to magnetize more of that love toward us. This is literally how we are designed to operate. So it's the same thing when you receive a dollar. When you allow that sensation of receiving that dollar to expand within you, it's doing a lot of the hard work for you. A lot of that, oh, I need to heal my limiting beliefs and work on my walls and all of this and that and that. Yeah, that's great and that can help and that is a part of the process. But just allowing the appreciation and the love to expand within you will naturally knock down some of those walls. This is what celebration does. And going even deeper than celebration, Thanksgiving is even more powerful. And I say Thanksgiving and not gratitude because gratitude is great. Gratitude is like, oh, I'm so grateful I received this. Thanksgiving is like, God, thank you. For this blessing, I am so grateful. It is such a different energy. You can imagine, let's say, you know, your mom gives you a gift. Gratitude is just saying to yourself, wow, that was so nice of her. I'm so grateful. Thanksgiving is calling your mom and saying, wow, that was so nice of you. I'm so grateful. Thank you. The Thanksgiving not only expands the love within you, but spreads it out into the world as well. It pushes you into that flow of giving and receiving. Remember the trees, they give and they receive and they're constantly in a flow of of abundance, of there always being more than enough. That is what Thanksgiving does for us. Gratitude is is more of this kind of one-sided of I'm willing, I'm, I'm receiving it, 
but I'm not giving it. And wealth, abundance, prosperity, richness is aliveness. It's a constant flow, a circulation. But also a big piece of this is, you know, we're no longer just making mindless gratitude lists for the hell of it because we know that if we make a gratitude list, well, maybe we'll manifest what we want. No, that was always coming from not enoughness. If you're making a gratitude list in order to manifest more, that's not coming from a place of abundance and love. That's coming from a place of lack and scarcity. Where we want to move to is I received a dollar. I'm going to connect to the gratitude that's already being experienced inside of me, even if it's tiny. And I'm going to allow that part of me to expand and be felt and be transformed into thanksgiving. I'm going to really feel and experience this part of me and then acknowledge and give thanks to God. And also any humans who took part in this. This is the embodiment piece. We can't leave our bodies behind anymore. Writing a mindless gratitude list helps your mindset and that for sure helps. I'm not saying that's something we should avoid or that you should stop doing. But if we're not connecting within our bodies and creating this internal expansion, we're not actually changing our hearts. We're not doing anything to attune with our bodies. We're not moving any closer to our natural state of being, to the ways that we were designed to operate and function, which means we're not moving closer to existing within this effortless flow of wealth and abundance, the way that nature experiences it. So if I were to kind of give a general summary of the point of this whole episode, it would be that you can't force your way to God-centered wealth. You have to let him guide you there. And it can only happen when you return to the way that he designed you to operate. When we return to our hearts, attune with our bodies, live within the flow of giving and receiving as nature does. And releasing resistance and control doesn't happen by trying to do so. It happens by expanding into deeper love, joy, compassion, thanksgiving, celebration. Joy is the quickest path to surrender. And I know sometimes we can be so deep in a hole it doesn't feel available to us. That's okay. But it is always a choice to choose to put yourself in an environment that is more conducive to that joy. Whether it's a phone call, a physical environment, watching a sunset, etc. Okay, I feel complete with this. I think I'm going to end this here. And remember, this is a really important piece when talking about money, but it's not the whole picture, right? We also need to talk about inspired action, how to know when to take it, how to get intimate with money, how to create safe space for money to actually show up for you and support you how to release pain, hurt, and betrayal wounds in relation to money and your past, how to operate within the universal natural law of giving and receiving, right? There's so many deeper pieces, but none of that will be effective 
without the surrender piece. So like I mentioned in the beginning, I am going to be opening an eight-week money-focused course. It's going to be called Rich. We're going to be diving into all of these topics in a deeper way than I've ever taught them before. It's going to be more than just the mindset work, which I used to teach and used to get people incredible results. I had people manifesting $10,000 out of nowhere all the time. Okay, but we're going to go deeper than mindset because it's actually not that helpful to be able to manically manifest large sums of money here and there. If you're still caught in this loop of control, if you're not able to access this embodied space of internal richness, of internal fullness, of union with our hearts and with God, because from that place, we're actually able to enter this flow that is our natural state of being, where we know that we don't need to even try to medically manifest because we're so surrendered and in a state of such deep trust that we are so held and provided for by God. So if that's something that calls to you, the link is in the show notes. You can DM me on Instagram at pursuit of bliss with an underscore or email me Kristen Jenna at pursuit of bliss.com. If you have questions or want more information that you can't find early bird prices will be available for limited time and then they are going to raise you'll find dates and specific cutoffs all of the information you need in the link in the show notes and i'm also going to be opening a tier a vip tier which i don't always do but i did it for magnetic and i loved it and i'm probably gonna uh, have space for two or three people in this tier. So in the VIP tier, if you are wanting to also have one-on-one sessions with me where we actually go deep within your body and begin to create spaciousness and expand, expand your capacity to hold space for money and move whatever is there that has been weighing down or creating a block it's really powerful to go along with these teachings to do this body-based work as well. So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one alongside the course, that option is available to you as well. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend listening to me talk at you for you know, 40 or so minutes. And I hope that you have a beautiful, magical day wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you in the next episode.